The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to have a guest join me today to discuss some of our major takeaways from the Broncos' loss to the Raiders. We're going to get into that and also a little bit more on the, well, red zone woes for this Denver team. What is going on with this team? Why can't they score uh, seven as opposed to three? We're getting tired of the... uh, well, the inefficiencies in the red zone. We'll discuss that and more coming up today on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. Prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. PFF offering the most in-depth stats and analysis to give you a massive edge over your competition. Use their data-driven projections and matchup tools to find the breakout players and sit back and follow Jeff Ratcliffe's expert rankings all season long. So don't waste another season guessing who to start, who to bench, all that crazy stuff. Let PFF help you out with some of their analytics. They can optimize every trade offer as well, too, and DFS lineup. Sign up at PFF.com. Use promo code PFF25 to save not 5, not 10. How about 25% off your order? And if you're a high-stakes player like me, join PFF Elite to access their Green Line. Green Line game picks for NFL and college shows you have the Highest confidence to beat the spread, money line, and over-under. So join PFF today and prepare to win at PFF.com. Use the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off for a limited time with our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. Uh, Tori Rees joins me on the podcast today. You can find him on Twitter, at TalentedTori. Uh, Tori, you wrote an article for MileHighSports.com that you can find right now up on the website talking about the three takeaways from the game against the Raiders. I want to start from bottom to top. So we'll get to our most important takeaways a little bit later in the podcast, but I want to start with number three. When it comes to number three for me, it it was the offensive line play. Um, I was just so baffled with how it, it, they don't look at by any means at all improved. Uh, I guess we saw a little bit of flashes from Dalton Reisner, mm-hmm. but overall, I, I suppose Garrett Bowles didn't call, wasn't called for a penalty. Mm-hmm. But then there was that red zone run from Philip Lindsay that uh, you know he was supposed to seal. Um, the defender overran it, and then he was kind of caught in no man's land, and he had the opportunity to block downfield, but he was so lost that he didn't. Uh, I, I don't want to fault him for that, but also at the same time, he could have been better on that play mm-hmm. uh there were other times where you know look this offensive line just there were times they were giving him flacco him uh time to throw the football but at that same notion uh that first half running the football was just absolutely brutal this was a team that was averaging what uh two and a half per carry yeah and now we have this situation with Juwan James where again we've talked about depth for a long time on this team depth is going to be an issue and now you have essentially uh, taken the only lifeline that you had and you've utilized it we've called it in Mm -hmm. and that's Elijah Wilkinson if Juwan James is out for a significant uh, period of time they are in major trouble so offensive line play one of my big takeaways that um uh, a bit disappointed in overall. I, I don't think it was the worst thing in the world to to see them come out a little rusty. I kind of expected that because they didn't get so many preseason reps. Uh, but 
a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, I'll agree with that. I will say on the devil's advocate side of that point, only allowing three sacks. I know that the Raiders aren't known for their defense. I think they did a pretty good job in the second half uh, allowing Joe Flacco to get the protection when they knew that they had to pass the football. So, sure. Uh, they allowed him to get time and space. Uh, one of my tech takeaways, number three for me, was that Cortland Sutton is emerging as a second-year uh, star. He's primed for a breakout year, and we saw it. Uh, career day, seven catches, 120 yards. He was a, a guy that was catching after the run a lot of times, breaking tackles, throwing stiff the arms. Yak. Yes, very, very, very big on the yak, and it seems that him and Joe Flacco have established great chemistry and connection just after week one. And I don't want to say it was just because they were down in the ball game. He made crucial third down catches as well as uh, putting them with big plays uh, throughout the, the field from the 20 to 20. If they can get connected in the red zone for him to be a red zone target as well as being a big play guy down the field, uh, the sky's the limit for this kid, and yeah. I, I think that he's going to break out, and a lot of people are going to know him uh, as far as playing fantasy football as well. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. 1920 Blake Street, just hop, skipping and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. I want to get to my second takeaway, but before that, we'll take a quick short break, and then we'll get back into it. But my second takeaway, and I hate to stay on the negative side of things, but I am. That's coming up. Back with you, the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, Tori Rees joined me, joining me on the podcast. Talented Tori on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, if you'd like to follow along as we cover the Broncos for Mile High Sports. And, of course, you can read up at milehighsports.com as well on the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app. My second takeaway, and this maybe was the most jarring of, of all the things that could have gone wrong for the Denver Broncos on Monday night. And that was the play calling on the offensive side. I just don't understand. And look, I get it when it comes to Rich Gangarello, maybe a little geeked up yeah. for his first opportunity. You know, maybe one of those situations of like, Oh my God, I'm actually calling plays for the Denver Broncos, you know, and this is the first time. And I'm going to, I'm going to sneak one by. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little trickery going. It's like, I hope to never, ever see Noah fan take the ball anymore. when it comes to a handoff, I mean, I just don't want to see it. I do never want to see whatever the hell, what are we calling this play call with three offensive linemen and what was it? Six wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, just like all hands on deck. Let's go block for the eight defenders who are over there on the other side. I just, I just don't understand the con. I think that was a, maybe a little bit too. I, I don't even want to say cutesy, just dumb. It's just dumb. And I think he will learn from that. I yeah. think he's going to see that. You know what? <laughs> we can only do that when I'm ahead because uh, <laughs> when we're down by two touchdowns, we need to score points and you get, you get to the point where those are big deals. Look, First drive, they lose five yards right off the bat. They ended up punting it away on like uh, fourth and what, two or something like that? Mm. Would have had the first down on the Philip Lindsay play, but uh, obviously they lost so much yardage, then they can't set the tempo. Raiders go down and score, and then all of a sudden you're on your back heels already. And again, we've talked about how on the podcast, this is a team that really needs to play with at least a tie or lead because then it allows them to unleash those pass rushers 
you can't do that or you can't run the football as much if you're down by two, three scores. I mean, God forbid they're down three scores, but, um, you know, certainly it just, it just set them back. And then your first drive, you don't have any points. It's the second half and your first drive where you finally see some life from this offense. And then you call that where it's like, I I just don't understand what you're doing here. And look, I don't want to single Rich Scangarello out because I actually see this from the NFL a lot. Uh, And this is across the board. NFL offensive coordinators love to get cutesy with stuff. Just, just dumb. You know, it's jump passes. It's creativity where you're putting the defensive tackle in the back. It's like, why are you going away from your bread and butter that got you there? Yeah. You know, it's like, just, just stop. Calm down, think about it for a second, and say, "Hey, I have two hundred and thirty pound Royce Freeman that has been barreling to the tune of five yards per carry. Let's just give him the ball three times to see what happens." You know, I just, I just don't get it. But uh, that's my big takeaway. At least number two is play calling was just so bad; it was not good. Yeah, and, and that uh, I'll go with the opposite side of the ball as far as mine, and it's a negative one. And it's one that you wouldn't expect going into the season uh, with the Broncos. It was like, okay, we know the defense will be good, yes. led by Vic Fangio, number one defense for An Chicago. Expected expectation. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It was more the fact of what are we going to get out of Joe Flacco in the offense? But in this case, with the Raiders, the defense and in the inability to a not get a turnover or B not get a sack or even a quarterback, a quarterback hit, hit. Yeah, that's was crazy. was really alarming. If you're a Denver Broncos fan or, or if you're the Denver Broncos themselves, I, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm not going to say that this excuses or, or maybe that Vic Fangio isn't as good of a play caller because I, I think that he is a fantastic play caller on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he held uh, Sean McVay in the, in the Rams to six points last year. However, you you're going to need your strengths to be strengths throughout the season. If, if the Denver Broncos are to succeed, you need to at least hit the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you can't go no hits. That's just absurd. And, and the second part to it was allowing Derek Carr and the Raiders to convert 10 for 14 on third down conversions. You need to get, uh, you know, the, the def- you need to get the offense off the field. If you're the defense and allow uh, the time of possession for, for Joe Flacco in the offense to take over a ball game. So you can't, allow Joe Flacco to have two possessions down and, and you're really relying on the defense. So that was my second takeaway. Yeah. All right. Our final takeaway here from the game of the uh, Broncos loss to the uh, Oakland Raiders, of course, coming up this week, Vic Fangio gets to face his old team and the Chicago bears. That'll be of course this coming Sunday. And uh, if you want access to all kinds of great uh, little tidbits and player profiles, discussions, be sure to find that at mileisports.com. That's mileisports. My final takeaway was this. I thought Joe Flacco was very good. I thought Joe Flacco was very, very good. And I will say, you know, a lot of people have been crushing Joe Flacco, and I'm not exactly sure why, because I think for the first time in three years, I saw a quarterback that was actually competent. I saw a quarterback that was not afraid to throw right down the middle. That was a quarterback who was not afraid to really thread the needle between some tight windows and and did it several times with no hesitation. And I am all about that because those are the type of, those are the type of throws that the Broncos could not execute in the previous, you know, two, three years that lost them games. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be valuable for them moving forward. And look, Flacco had 
uh, opportunities that um, unfortunately were botched by other, um, you know, the particularly the Deshaun Hamilton drop. I turn back to that, and look, I get, uh, you know, a game is not won and lost on that situation. They were still down, but that's a different ball game if he catches the pass, and you got to catch those. And uh, Flacco basically threw two touchdowns on twenty-one for thirty-one, uh, two hundred fifty plus yards, and uh, look, looked competent. Yes. And that's all I'm asking for from Joe Flacco because, again, to kind of go back to what you were saying, a expected expectation from this this defense, you know, I don't expect the defense to look that bad in weeks coming. No. Um, if they do, we got bigger fish to fry and, <laughs> and much more larger problems at hand. But I expect them to get better, and if they if they are playing well on defense and you're pairing that with a Joe Flacco that is putting up you know, uh, points in, in, you know, let's just say Deshaun Hamilton catches that football. That's 20 points right there. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a different ball game. You know, if he, he's putting up 20 to 25 points with a elite defense that that's a winnable theory right there. Now, the problem is obviously is we'll see how good this defense is. But uh, one, my, one of my biggest takeaways was the fact that I thought Joe Flacco looked very, very good. I'll agree with that. Um, and, and to your point, they didn't help him whenever it got to the red zone, which is my last point, uh, red zone woes continue. Uh, this has been a problem that's been plaguing the Broncos for many years. And, and throughout the preseason, I think we've only seen in the preseason, the Broncos score two touchdowns. I want to believe it was two or three. Yeah, most, something like that. Most of the points were field goals. And a lot of people were saying, well, it's, it's the second team. It's the third team. When, when the first team gets out there, but all of Joe Flacco's drives ended in field goals in the preseason. So it was foreshadowed. And, and again, it was three different occasions. Uh, they were in the red zone. They, they went three for four, uh, three field goals, one touchdown. And the one touchdown, it was a, a little too late uh, to Emmanuel Sanders. However, one was, again, the crazy formation, which is questionable play calling. Another time was the Deshaun Hamilton drop. Yeah. And the last time was was a coverage sack, and that wasn't on Joe Flacco. But again, three different times, three different occasions, getting pushed uh, outside of the end zone and not scoring and, and settling for field goals. And, a lot, and there was poor play by the defense, but that was the big difference of the game. The Raiders went down three times. They scored three touchdowns. The Broncos went down three times. They scored three well, field look, goals. Well, look, it's cliche to say, but you don't win – games by kicking field goals. Yeah. It's very true. And, and mathematically it kind of makes sense. And I mean. it, the the craziest thing was why why kick the last field goal if you're if you're Vic Fangio. I think that was a bit of a first year head coach because sure. that that obviously it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you going from 15 to 12. You should have just went for it cuz it doesn't change the outcome of of what you need to get to, you know, tie yeah, the ball it's, game it's still to it's still a two possession game, yeah. so it's like it, it doesn't change anything. Yeah, so uh, I think that they need that's a big situation that they have to fix because you can't win a lot of ball games scoring, you know, 12, 15, 16 points. You you're you're relying too much on your defense even if you have an elite defense to hold someone to to 10 points in the modern NFL where where offenses are very potent. And that's 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 too much to ask for for your defense. So that has to be corrected in weeks to come. Yep, absolutely. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 
Colorado Distilled Spirits, of course, also by our friends at Pro Football Focus. You can sign up at pff.com. That's 25% off your order at Pro Football Focus. We're all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Tori, where can they find you on Twitter? At Talented Tori. At Talented Tori, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. For more info on the Broncos, news, discussions, player profiles, a lot of good stuff as we continue our coverage of the Denver Broncos as they get ready to host their first game of the year against the Chicago Bears. You can find more of that info at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. See y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.